Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again for this episode of the program, Watch Therefore. The things on this episode have been and will increasingly be shaking the earth. Everyone on the planet will increasingly be experiencing and personally feeling these things. Let's have a word of prayer together. I have a very special program for you today. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for the special time we have. Thank you for everyone watching. Please bless them tremendously. We thank you, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to be talking to you today about the birth pangs and the upcoming biblical wars. Our Savior Jesus prophesies in Matthew 24, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs. And so the word nation there in the English and biblical Greek is ethnos, ethnos, ethnic group or rise against ethnic group. And this is also a Hebraism, ethnic, ethnic group against ethnic group, kingdom against kingdom is an ancient Hebrew colloquialism for global war. World Wars I and II were global wars like never before in human history. And look at what they physically birthed. Labor pains, yes. Isaiah 66, verses 8 and 9. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I, who caused delivery, shut up the womb, says your God? See that in verse 8, World Wars 1 and 2 physically birthed Israel. Israel took back its covenant name after around 1900 years. World War 1 prepared the land of Israel for the Jewish people. World War 2 prepared the people for the land. World War I was a catalyst, bringing Jewish people back from the nations to establish the kibbutzim, the kibbutz movement, mostly small farming and small business sharing communities. Also, social services, roads, and infrastructure was established during that time. Now, in the late 1800s, the Jewish people began trickling back 
mostly from Russia and Eastern Europe because of the persecution against the Jewish people. Uh, it was called, the land was called Palestine then, and uh, this intensified, this trickling back in the late 1800s intensified through World War I. World War II then brought the Jewish people pouring back from the nations as a result of the Holocaust. The birth pangs, our Messiah Yeshua spoke of in Matthew 24, almost 2,000 years ago, are those same birth pangs Isaiah, the great prophet, spoke of in Isaiah 66, some 2,700 years ago. World War II, after World War II, excuse me, after World War II, communism killed about 100 million people in the 20th century, mostly through the Soviet Union and China. And then the genocides, and I'm just going to uh, name uh, a small number of them as examples. Okay, the genocides, just to name a few. Cambodia in the 1970s, millions died. Bosnia in the 80s. Rwanda almost 800 or about 800,000 Tutsis killed by the Hutus in a hundred days in the 90s. That spilled over into the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. By the way, I go to Rwanda and the Congo and Burundi where, where these genocides took place. Five and a half million killed in the Congo, about half a million in Burundi. And there's, there's still a simmering in these countries even today, a real tense situation, especially like in eastern Con Congo and intermittently in Burundi. Then in the early 2000s, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and then later the Central African Republic, and today in northern Nigeria, one of the most dangerous places in the world for Christians that are being uh, murdered by militant Islamic terrorists. And of course, Syria, right up the road there, uh, some half a million killed in civil war in Syria. And then we can talk about the Israeli wars, like the War of Independence in 1948. After Israel took back its covenant name, the flag went up the pole, May 14, 1948. Five armies surrounding tiny little reestablished Israel attack Israel. Israel is greatly outnumbered, greatly outgunned, but miraculously the Lord establishes this physically birthed Israel and nothing can stop the Lord's prophetic word from coming to pass. Oh, hallelujah. And then amongst other war, smaller wars and skirmishes uh, against Israel, then there's the 1967 Six-Day War, 1973 the Yom Kippur War, Kippur War, the Yom Kippur War, and Israel again miraculously the Lord moves and Israel wins. Yes, and there's been other wars and skirmishes up till now, even the most recent rocket attacks, Gaza, uh, Hamas attacking from Gaza, attacking Israel with rockets, and then Israel responding. Um, uh, the in this recent skirmish, you could call it. So today, Israel is surrounded by threatening enemies, threatening to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And today's weapons make those weapons used like in the 60s and early 70s look like sticks and stones. All this sets up 
the upcoming biblical wars. And why? What is the Lord doing? He tells us in his word. Let's look again at Isaiah 66. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? Israel has only been physically rebirthed, but not yet spiritually. The Lord says, in other words, shall I birth Israel physically and then not birth them spiritually? You see, Israel does not yet believe in our Messiah, Israel's Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. 99.5% of the Jews inside and out of Israel are not yet born again by faith in Messiah Jesus. And this ties in perfectly with the fig tree generation, Israel and Bible prophecy. Our Savior continues in Matthew 24. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation, hallelujah, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. And we know in Joel chapter 1, the Lord calls his promised land, Israel, his fig tree. Well, fig trees here in Israel, they put forth leaves in the spring, but no fruit. And then the fruit comes in the summer. Today, Israel has leaves, but no fruit. No fruit of the spirit of Messiah Jesus. How will the Lord bring them to fruitful faith? Through the increasing frequency and intensity of the birth pains. They'll take place all the way through the soon coming tribulation until the coming of Messiah Jesus and will include massive biblical wars. All these things will come to pass in our, in this generation. The next biblical war, I believe, will be Psalm 83. And we'll look at it on location at the Syrian and Lebanese borders with Israel. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. This Watch Therefore television program and message is going into 200 million homes in 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah. As the Lord is using this as a tool to help make disciples who will hear from him one day very soon, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message stirs the lukewarm to repent and seek after the Lord with a whole heart. It also ties perfectly with the gospel as many see the desperate need for a savior in these waning hours of this prophetic generation. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television program, we have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations, like Romans 1.16 says, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our co-founding partner of blessing Israeli believers, John McTurnan and myself, we co-founded the ministries we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors, and so much more. And then our To the Nations ministry poured out for the nations, where we go to many countries in Africa and other places as well, getting out the gospel, preaching the Watch Therefore message, seeing many saved, 
helping orphans and widows as well. Oh, what incredible opportunities we have through blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. What a way to watch therefore and be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds. A great way to get acquainted and stay close to our ministry is through our monthly free newsletters. You can receive your Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletter by post or by email. Uh, we have updates about what's going on in the ministry along with important devotionals that will help you to watch therefore and be ready. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv and sign up for our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Along with prayer, there are those who would like to financially partner with our ministry. First, let me say this. If you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest and even pray to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today. For those who would like to financially partner with the ministry, there's three primary ways to do so. You can give to our Watch Therefore television program, our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, or poured out for the nations. You can do so by post or online. There's information there on the screen. What a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven and to watch therefore and be ready. Over 20 years of gospel missions has taught me one very important word, flexibility. Oftentimes the Holy Spirit redirects by shutting one door to open another. So it is with our summer gospel discipleship missions outreach. I've been leading Rwanda Watch Therefore pastor conferences all year and have special Rwanda summer conference dates. Along with that, we had a DRC Congo gospel discipleship mission trip planned. The DRC virus situation is worsening and the government is adding restrictions that close the door for our planned outreach. However, hallelujah, the door is opening wide in neighboring Rwanda. Interestingly, across Rwanda, the approximately 600 pastors I've already taught in conferences have been pleading with me to come to Rwanda, which we were beginning to plan for in the autumn time. Accordingly, we have replaced the Congo outreach with a similar August Rwanda summer gospel and discipleship mission trip. We have special relationships with thousands of churches through our pastor partners in Rwanda. We're prayerfully planning special Rwanda gospel preaching opportunities that are very exciting, along with in-person pastor and church discipleship conferences. Remember, our Savior told us to go and make disciples of Messiah Jesus. Prayerfully consider joining us in praying, giving, and I will do the going. Let's make new disciples of Messiah Jesus and teach all the disciples to watch therefore and be ready. Oh, hallelujah. Welcome back to the program, Watch Therefore. I'm on location, standing on Mount Bental, very close to Israel's border with Syria and Lebanon. A strategic spot to consider one of a series of biblical wars that's coming to this generation that will culminate with the, the Battle of Armageddon and then the second coming of our Savior Jesus, we will have been raptured. We will have been given glorified bodies. We will be returning. We who are born again, we who believe in Messiah Jesus, will be returning with him from heaven as he comes back to establish his kingdom on the earth. And so join me as we begin to look at the biblical war of Psalm 
83. I'm standing on a military outpost that Israel took from Syria when they captured the Golan Heights in the Six-Day War in 1967. And directly behind me, that mountain, is Mount Hermon from Psalm 133. So we're going to look at Psalm 83, beginning in verse 1. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace, and do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. So we can see that the enemies of Israel hate Israel, but it's not ultimately Israel that they hate. What motivates their hating Israel? They hate the God of Israel. And this is a very important principle to consider, especially when you tie it in with that curse of the Abraham covenant. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And so it's a very dangerous thing to hate Israel, and it can be rooted in, rooted in God-hating, which it certainly is with these enemies of Israel that we find in Psalm 83. Now, this is amazing. This was written uh, some 3,000 years ago, and, and listen to this confederacy of the enemies of Israel that surround uh, the promised land and promised people today. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. And here we go, the tents of Edom. Now I'm going to share with you the modern uh, geographical locations of these ancient names for the same areas. Edom is southern Jordan. But interestingly, the Edomites would join in with whatever, uh, at different times, with enemies of Israel that were coming to come against Israel in war. For example, in this end of Psalm 137, you see the Edomites have joined the Babylonians and are calling for the destruction of Jerusalem. And when they would come and camp to do so, oftentimes they would camp, set up their tents in Judea and Samaria. What's that called today? The West Bank. Yes, those spirits that were in the Edomites are still there today in, the, in, in many who are calling for the destruction of Israel who are in the West Bank today. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites. Of course, Ishmael's mother was Hagar, uh, the servant uh, who came with Abraham and Sarah out of Egypt. And so she's Egyptian. Ishmael is an Egyptian. But the Ishmaelites also speak of much of the Middle East because Ishmael was a primary father of the Middle East. So this pertains to Egypt, but beyond then, of course, uh, it speaks of much of, of the Middle East. And, and when you think of like southern Jordan, and there's other Jordanian places we're going to talk about here in just a moment, parts of Jordan, uh, along with Egypt, you might think, well, they have decent terms with Israel today. Yes, but things can change very quickly in the Middle East, folks, overnight. Okay, and so uh, he goes on, the, uh, the Moab and the Hagarites, Moab and the Hagarites. Moab is in central Jordan today, yes, and I'm going to wait to talk more about Jordan when we get to the Ammonites, okay? Moab and the Hagarites. The Hagarines or Hagarites speak of Hagar, the mother of Ishmael, 
And, um, and most teaching I've heard about this uh, links this directly to Egypt. And yes, it, it may link to Egypt, but the Hagarites were also a nomadic tribe, and they were uh, in Jordan and also, and this is amazing, and I've never heard this taught anywhere else, and I'm going to go into deeper detail on this when I do a full teaching, a full program, because this is so rich, I'm going to have to do a full program on it. I believe this war really could be at our doorstep, folks. But the Hagarites lived in southern Syria. I've never seen a direct link to Isaiah 17.1 uh, in Psalm 83 until now. Look at this, Isaiah 17.1. Behold, Damascus will cease from being a city and it will be a ruinous heap. Do you hear that? One of the most ancient cities in the world is going to cease to exist, folks, from this Psalm 83, Isaiah 17 war. And where we live in northern Israel is right under a flight path of the Israeli Air Force. We hear them at night. We pray for the pilots. They go in to bomb around Damascus in southern Syria. Why? Because Persia, Iran, is transferring deadly, amongst other things, deadly precision-guided missiles to Hezbollah that takes them into Lebanon, which we're going to see in just a moment, into Lebanon. And, and, and so are we witnessing, am I, am I experiencing as I'm praying for these pilots now, what is going to lead up to this Isaiah 17, Psalm 83, biblical war scenario. Oh folks, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. So as we go back to Psalm 83, 6, the tents of Edom, the Ishmaelites, Moab, and the Hagarites, interestingly, interestingly with, the, with the Hagarites linked to, to Damascus, southern Syria, we then see Gebel. Where is Gebel? It's where Hezbollah is in Lebanon. It's where Hezbollah is in Lebanon. Hezbollah has about 150,000 deadly rockets that can reach all over Israel. They threatened to, to, to launch, to, to, to release 10,000 rockets a day upon Israel, major cities and everything else. Oh my goodness. Listen, Ammon, northern Jordan, northern Jordan. And so we have northern, mid, and southern Jordan. And, and like I said a moment ago, uh, right now, Jordan has a half-decent relationship. It ebbs and flows with Israel. But, but know this, it could change any moment. And 70% of Jordan uh, is, consider themselves Palestinians, and many of them are, are, hate Israel and will, would like to see it destroyed. Amalek, that's the Sinai Peninsula. Philistia, the Gaza Strip. Hamas is there in the Gaza Strip. And by the way, in the Sinai Peninsula, is like terrorists or us, folks. It's a hotbed of terrorism. With the inhabitants of Tyre, what's Tyre? This is Lebanon also where Hezbollah is with their rockets. Assyria speaks of part of Syria and Iraq has also helped them. They have helped the children of Lot. And of course, Lot fathered the Moabites and the Ammonites. Now I'm going to read very quickly through this, running out of time. Deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera, as with Jabin, at the brook Kishon, who perished at Endor, who became as refuse on the earth, make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb, yes, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, let us take for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. See, these in Judges, these enemies of Israel, wanted to take Israel's land and destroy Israel in the same way these enemies do now. And, and the psalmist, he cries out for vengeance. Folks, this war, if it's going to make Damascus disappear, cease from being a city, couldn't that be nuclear? Uh, folks, 
this war is going to shake the whole earth and change the whole earth and will be one of the things that lead to a one world currency, one world government, one world religion that you see led by the Antichrist in the book of Revelation. Folks, these things are on our doorstep. What do we do? Watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us. These things also take place in this modern days of Noah and Lot generation. In Luke 21, the Lord says that his coming will be like the days of Noah and Lot. In Matthew 24, he says the same of the days of Noah. These are the days of Noah and Lot. The wickedness and militant homosexual movement, the corruption, the violence. And, and what was the sign of the Noah covenant? The rainbow. What's the sign, the symbol of the global fascist homosexual movement today? Yes, it's the rainbow, as it was in the days of Noah so, and Lot. So it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. Thankfully, we don't know the hour or the day, but we do know the rapture will be taking place any moment and before the tribulation. Excuse me. Hallelujah. And so listen to our Savior speak of the rapture in Matthew 24. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until a flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken in the rapture and the other left for the tribulation. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken in the rapture, and the other left for the tribulation. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Are you watching? Are you ready? That's why the Lord's given us this ministry and this program, to proclaim Lift up your heads, look up, your redemption draws near. The signs are all around us. Don't be left behind for the tribulation and then hell and the lake of fire. No, come and go with me to my Father's house. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Our Savior Jesus died on the cross for our sins, having lived a sinless life. He was qualified to pay for our sins. He was buried in hallelujah on the third day he rose from the grave. He says, repent, change your mind about your sin in your life. Turn away from it and receive Jesus and believe what in him and what he's done to forgive you and save you and give you God's righteousness. Cry out to him, oh Jesus, Lord, save me. I'm ready to turn away from my old life and follow you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And if you're doing that, there's information on your screen right now. Please use it. Contact us. There's some free literature we'd like to send you to help you begin your new life in Christ Jesus. And for everyone who's watching, more than ever, watch Therefore. Be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. 
We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth To take back and restore